listening to an episode of the Let's Netflix and Chill podcast hosted by Reese Chanson. A riveting sequel that sums up the action from the first film. This is what this was a highly anticipated uh, thrilling film that came out in 2020. And, uh, you know, Extraction, uh, Chris Hemsworth's performance is overwhelmingly impressive. The film delivers adrenaline-pumped experience and action on top of action, like frame to frame them. The way it was shot, of course, it's shot by the directors who did Endgame, uh, the Russo brothers. They did an amazing film. This film is a masterpiece of action film. It almost got those John Wick vibes where... There's close to combat gunfire, man. There are scenes where they were shooting guns centimeters away from each other. They were missing. They were getting shots in. And the lead protagonist gets injured a lot, which makes it amazing. This this Tyler Reed character is almost Arnold Schwarzenegger's old persona of commander, where one-man army, where you just walk into a field of and of of or Rambo type of vibe. He'd walk into a base of a military, a, a, a lots of soldiers with all the equipment in the world, and he would just destroy them with a machine gun and a hand grenade. And my God, this Tyler Reek fella, old Chris Hemsworth character, was doing that in abundance. He was uh, killing people left, right, and center. He was using uh, knives, uh, chisels. Guns, explosions, fists. I'm surprised he didn't use a bloody pencil. This film has got the vibes to push it to, I don't know, six, maybe seven films. Because it's simply a guy just gets into an operation, takes people out who can be extracted out. And it's got, and they recruited Idris Ibra into this uh, franchise. It's a franchise, in my opinion, now. Because the way it ends. It portrays or shows that there will be another film and there might be several more films. And of course, the storyline itself really is really, really horrible. Like, totally sucks. Like, if it wasn't for the quality of the action and the way it was directed, this film would definitely flop. I'm telling you. Like, it's too predictable. Uh, Tyler Reek or Chris Hemsworth... Uh, is injured off the last film of course the first one that came in 2022 he fell off a bridge and he survives because they make a second one and the way it ended they also give an impression that he will survive so he gets into some sort of coma he comes out of it he goes into action and they little bit they did more on a backstory of him so sort of trying to make him rich in a sense of his character development why he's the way he is and yada 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 so in that aspect they did a pretty good job but in terms of the story being predictable, very predictable, like highly predictable. Like he extracts the kid and the mother and then kills the whole fucking army that's strong enough that's taking over damn Georgia and all that. Eventually gets the guy killed because that's the whole point of the film, like to kill the guy. So. Yeah. So, but then again, it doesn't matter if the the plot is predictable and it's almost formalized in a way that you know how it starts and you know how it ends. 
there is no plot twist. Of course, it happens with John. It happened with John Week. With John Week, at first it seemed like you wouldn't know what's gonna happen, but now you just know that he's gonna kill everybody. But it looks great while he's doing it, and that's what Chris Hemsworth's performance did. We knew he was gonna save the kid. We knew he was gonna kill uh, everybody, but he did it. God damn it, he did it well. He did it well. He did so fucking well that uh, it was brilliant. Even uh, Randy Honda, I don't know if that's his, I'm pronouncing the name, the guy who plays Sanju, his performance was brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant performance. So this was really, really really good this is a great film fam great film it, it its shortcomings are mostly on the storyline in the sense that it's predictable but once you remove the predictability from it it's an amazing film they blow up a jet they blow up a train they blow up cars like ford rangers fam not ford rangers i mean like uh what are those uh Discoveries, yeah, discoveries, yeah, the discoveries. Range Rovers, they blow up Range Rovers and stuff. And, and what I find astonishing though is there's a scene where they they're in Dubai and it's it's a building that's huge as fuck. I don't know if it's a hotel or it's a apartment building. How are these people showing up with a chopper and firing down, and the Dubai people ain't doing shit about it? And how are these people getting over a building where there's not a single, like, the story is great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, the film is great, not the story. But how come there are no civilians? This whole film did not have a single civilian, like a single casualty. There are people in the prison, and then that's it. Besides them, it's everybody who needs to be killed. Like they blew up a plane. I never saw a pilot. Okay, they blew up a chopper. The pilot was in there. He did too cool. They show up in an airstrip. And there are no people who work at the airstrip. They blow up a... They, 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 okay, the only time I saw civilians, I think, is when they were running through a warehouse where they had a train. Like several civilians. And they weren't acting like... Civilians should be acting when people start showing up with kids and guns. Like, run. That didn't happen. Almost as if it was preordained already. And the hotel or... I don't know if that's a hotel or an apartment or whatever. A safe house. Whatever that building was. Where there isn't a single person who's not part of it. Like, these dudes were planting bombs in elevators. Jesus. What if a civilians opens the door? the elevator trying to get away from the gunfire the mass shooting of a helicopter and these dudes put a, a grenade doors open which is pretty a pretty cool uh, entrapment if you think about it so i don't know how he duct taped the, the the grenade that when the doors open they literally put out the pin from the grenade and it blows up that was pretty cool what if a civilian opened that? Of course, they somehow clear the whole fucking building. Yet there are cars in the garage. No civilians. No regular ass people. It was just poor on the Russo brothers. Poor. Um, by the, 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 you know, it was not good. 
at all. That aspect of itself was not good. But besides that, it was a great film. Yeah, so my problems with this are the predictability or the formulaized pattern of the film where you know from start to finish how the film is going to end. There are no plot twists or surprise ends. There's none of that. Um, two, um, the fact that lack there of civilians. If you're in a city or a town, there should be other people. Unless you're in a remote place. Which is odd. If they're in an airstrip at an airport, I, sh I should at least see three, four grounds people. Unless when these these uh, these dudes showed up, they got rid of them. Okay, fine. They got rid of them. What about the people at the building? How much money does... Is that lady getting paid to extract a family member if they're booking a whole bloody building? And if his ex-wife has money to employ him, how much money does this nigga have? And why is he even taking down people? They got divorced. He should have gotten half or he was a gentleman. Ooh, didn't know about the Hakimi clause, a bum-ass nigga. But hey, who knows? Oh, unless the whole uh, a persona of Idris Ibra, Mr. Nobody, he's doing that Fast and Furious crap where you don't know the guy who's hiring his name, but you just know the guy. So, unless they used his ex-wife to get the girl in order to get him in business with them. Okay, if they're doing that, it makes sense. Some hidden plot of some sort. Cool. But besides that, how is she paying that nigga? And how is that nigga paying him? I mean, like, former Mrs. Rake is paying the dude who has no name, who's played by Idris Alba. Alba. And Idris is paying Tyler Reek, a.k.a. Chris Hemsworth. How is his ex-wife having all that money to pay? Unless they're from a wealthy family, which wouldn't make fucking sense if her sister is kidnapped or married to some crazy, crazy Georgian fella who runs a secret underground drug brigade or drug ring. I don't know what, what terminology to use anymore. So that doesn't make sense unless she's been hiding away money and she practically hired people to extract her herself. Okay, makes sense. If you say it that way, then the question would be, when did she hire people? I mean, when I'm talking about the girl who was in prison, who was slapped by her husband and shit. When did she hire people? Is she given a phone? And that's got to be the most gangstest thing I ever seen. Dude is in prison. And he brings his own wife and kids in prison. And then he's trying to protect. That's the dopest shit I ever seen. In terms of uh, being an outlaw and being a rebel, rebellious and all that. That's the dopest shit. I've seen niggas escape prison. I've never seen niggas bring their own families into prison. That's got to be the, that's gotta be a record. That's, that's something I've never seen before in my entire life. In a film, story-wise, man, El Chapo didn't even do that. This nigga got the nerve to do that. This nigga got the nerve to bring his own family to prison. God damn, nigga, God damn. This nigga is the boss.
Only thing I find weird is, okay, fine, this nigga did crimes against America for some sort, and they want him to be in jail. If it wasn't for that, he'd be out. How the fuck does America have just restriction in another country? That shit needs to be looked at, like, for real, for real. But that's a topic for another day. I want to be out here all obsessive and shit, you know. But I will say this. Uh, this film is a must-watch for enthusiasts and uh, seek those that seek non-stop action. This is it. Uh, yeah, this is definitely it. If you're looking for a mission, mercenary, not missionary, mercenary type of action, this is it. If you're looking for stunning visual, strong performance, this is it. This is it for you. Heart stopping action, definitely for you. So, yeah, it's great. And there's great chemistry amongst the actors that portray this film. Like the actors from the villain, the villains and the lead protagonist, there's chemistry in there. So, you can even sense the genuine hate they seem to have towards each other, which is a brilliant aspect that the Russo brothers managed to, 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 to grasp or capture into this film. And you as the, the regular audience member watching this at home, this is worth this is worth your time. Worth your time. If you're looking for great action scenes, like this scene has an action from, I don't know, minute 10 to the last bloody minute. It's amazing. I'm disappointed by the end, though. I thought they were going to escape, not be ushered out of prison, but hey. It is what it is. It is. One of the things that makes... The, the guy who's played by... It was like, if you get caught your own, own. Now he's releasing him. So he's indebted to him in a way. But if, you, but if you're as good as this uh, Tyler Reek fella in terms of getting people out of shitty locations. Damn. Niggas build up a reputation for himself. And he's doing a brilliant ass job, as you gotta ask me. So I'll say this, man. If you have not watched this, go watch it. And if I spoiled it a little for you, I'm not sorry. You should definitely have watched this by now. And if you haven't watched it, go bloody watch it. Go watch it right now. It's been out since the 16th of June, 2023, man. It's got a day out since... Day out in terms of since the, you know, during the recording. It was recorded a day after the film came. So bear with me there. Anyway, besides that, man, let's let's have a blast. Uh, go watch it if you haven't watched it. If you have not watched a single abstraction film, I think you should watch the first one first. And then check this one out. It's a continuation. It's, it's a continuation from the first one. So it would be interesting for you to watch that action-packed film dope as fuck y'all should check it out uh otherwise uh the film is great let's get up it's getting a five out of five for me in terms of action and um the, the cinematography aspect of it in terms of the storyline it's getting a three out of five uh, in terms of acting five out of five uh the visuals five out of five uh, what else? What else can I rate it on? Uh, predictability scale. I'm gonna put that up. I'm gonna say um, 
a one. Yeah, one. I don't know if I should put the predictable scale as in like a five being like it's way too predictable or one being way too unpredictable. But let's just say five means it's so unpredictable and predictable is like one, two, three, four and almost predictable. So I'll give this film a one based on that new scale I'm just introducing. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Let's hang out another time. Okay, time for the outro. Take us out. Now that was entertaining. You just listened to an episode of the Let's Netflix and Chill podcast with Reese Jansen. With that being said, remember to support the podcast on Patreon. And let's hang out another time. Adios, folks. Adios.